The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Seven on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News coming up to 3.08 and that means for eight minutes the launch of our new sister station has been underway. Global News Radio 880 hitting the airwaves at 3 o'clock this afternoon. You can check out um, a Facebook live session that will be going on at 5 o'clock and at 6 o'clock this afternoon. Lots of ways to uh, get in and check out the new radio station Global News 880. And that and an opportunity to uh, borrow a Lamborghini the mm-hmm. one that's parked in our parking lot right now. So Lovely check it orange. out. And don't go uh, don't go away for long, though. Come on back and visit with us. Uh, have you had, uh, f- oh, well, who hasn't? Have you had a horrible <laughs> flying experience on a Canadian airline? Uh, trust me, you're not alone. And now the government says it wants to help. The Canadian Transportation Agency is going to be asking Canadians to help develop regulations about the rights of air passengers, including, uh, you know, how to get the best deal with tarmac delays, bump seats, lost luggage. You know the routine. To find out more, we're joined by Canadian. Canadian Air Passenger Rights Advocate uh, Gabor Lukacs, the founder and coordinator of the organization Air Passenger Rights. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for inviting me again. <laughs> so let's start with this. I mean, I think this is something that you've been pushing for for quite some time. Was it uh, welcome news to your ears when the announcement came down? Absolutely not. Oh. The, this bill is a deception of the Canadian public. Mm. The government Liberal government is pretending to protect passengers, while in reality they are making things worse for passengers and better for airlines. How so? Well, expand on uh, that thought. Just for a very simple example, how long people will be kept on the tarmac? Uh, the current Canadian standard has been that the airline has to offer passengers the option to disembark after 90 minutes. The government, however, wants to double the time to three hours. The Senate proposed to amend that and keep the 90-minute rule enshrined in the legislation, but the Liberal government, using its majority in the House of Commons, rejected that. Another example which is striking is relieving airlines from the obligation of compensating passengers for delays and cancellations caused by maintenance issues when the aircraft breaks down. Under international standards and the rules that have been used in Europe for the past uh, 12 years or so, the airline is on the hook in such situations. But the government wants to allow airlines to avoid the obligation to pay compensation in such situations. Hmm. And these are just a few of the examples. Well, I'm confused then, because this has come about as a result of legislation that was given final approval last week that charged the Canadian Transportation Agency with seeking public opinion on what the rules should be, what compensation should be, what times should be, is that not... It's incorrect. That's the, incorrect. The, the, the legislation that was passed by Parliament creates a framework and already ties the hands of the Canadian Transportation Agency. It, it directs the Canadian Transportation Agency to make regulations, but it does not allow the agency to, to make regulations, for example, to limit tarmac delays to 90 minutes. It says three hours right there. Okay. It does not allow to make regulations about compensation for um, maintenance-related delays and cancellations. It creates an artificial and unreasonable distinction between delays and cancellations within the airline's control and delays and cancellations which are within the airline's control but due to safety. 
such distinction doesn't exist anywhere else in the world, and those are clearly, as Transport Minister Carnot directly admitted to CBC's marketplace, is in order to ensure that airlines have profits. So what would be, what is the potential outcome of these public hearings then that are being held all across the country? Is this just a just, I don't even know what to call it. Is this just an opportunity for people to complain? Those are mostly pony shows and uh, smoke and mirrors. <laughs> uh, the, the actual consultation, according to court documents that we receive, has already taken place with the airlines last year before the bill was passed by Parliament. So we are quite profoundly concerned that what we see currently is mostly uh, show to hmm. create public legitimacy of decisions that have already long ago been made. Hmm. So what do you do on, on this front? I mean, this has uh, been a battle that you've been fighting for quite some time. Uh, what are you going to do next? First of all, we need to inform the public. The public is being deceived by the Liberal government. And uh, as senators also very clearly stated in many ways, there is a political price that the current government will have to pay come elections in 2019. Uh, we will be monitoring who voted for such a measure that harms passengers so badly. And we will make sure that voters, when the time comes, understand who did it to them. Hmm. The, yep. the no, passengers are being misled to believe that they are getting something, while in reality, the government is either taking away rights or the other area is repackaging existing rights. For example, with respect to lost and damaged baggage, as if the government was giving passengers new rights. Well, in reality, those are already on the law books in the Carriage Buyer Act. Hmm. As long as we've got you on the phone, uh, do you mind fielding a few questions about existing rights when it comes to passengers? Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. A, a good example would be a labor disruption. Now, WestJet uh, pilots voting uh, overwhelmingly in favor of uh, strike action that was averted through an agreement uh, for binding arbitration. But at the time, WestJet stepped up and said, uh, well, we'll refund anybody's flight, obviously, that you know <laughs> that doesn't take place, which makes sense. You didn't take the flight. But many people had said, well, what about the cost of finding alternate flights? Or what about uh, the cost of vacations where the flights were rolled into the vacation package? How are you going to cover my hotel and my lost vacation and that sort of thing? What rights do Canadians have when it comes to work stoppage or strikes by an airline? So uh, as it stands, with respect to flights departing from the European Union to Canada, those are covered by the European regulations that protect passengers. Under European law, a strike is an event entirely within the airline's control. So the airline has to pay 600 euros to the passenger and accommodation and meals and uh, rebook the passengers on other flights right away. Uh, with respect to flights from the depart from other destinations, but international flights, passengers are still protected under the Montreal Convention. Uh, the, the trouble with the uh, Liberal government's current legislation is that in the event of a strike, a refund is the most that passengers will be getting. <laughs> so WestJet was not quite uh, upfront up about the statement it was making, although it was, it was a bit more of a wishful statement, because under European legislation, 
more is owed to passengers under Canadian legislation on international flights, more is owed to passengers undoubtedly. Um, but uh, WedgeJet's reaction shows where things will go with the current legislation of the government. Hmm. How does a passenger know what to even do? Uh, I mean, say... If you're at the airport... Yeah, you're at the airport, your flight's cancelled, your luggage is lost, you're bumped off a plane. I mean, any of the inconveniences that have happened to any of us who travel a lot, how do you even know what your next step is? Because typically the airline will, will shove a piece of paper in front of you and say, fill this out and we'll take a look at it for you. But they're, you know, they're hardly an impartial source. And this is the reason that we have the airpassengerrights.ca website, where we have step-by-step guides with respect to baggage. And we are soon be releasing more guides and more information to passengers about their rights. That is exactly how we see our role. And it's very unfortunate that the government's watchdog, the Canadian Transportation Agency, has turned into a government lab dog. And in the recent times, we have seen it making misleading or false statements to the public. Even in, in the consultation document released yesterday to the public, there are gross misstatements of the law and about the rights of passengers. This is the reason why we are around to provide passengers with reliable and uh, neutral information about their rights. So airpassengerrights.ca, the uh, website to check everything out. I'll be spending some time on that before I, I go on well. my next uh, vacation. Gabor, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much. That's uh, Gabor Lukacs from Air Passenger Rights, uh, the organization. You can check out the website. It's airpassengerrights.ca. You can follow them on Twitter at airpassrightsca. Stein just joining us in the uh, in studio. The Steinmaster, the he's going to be. Uh, he's going to drop by again uh, well, a little after four and have a chit chat with us. It'll be our Thursday chit chat because apparently he's not available uh, Thursday. Hey, do you remember? Now, I was here on my own, and I believe doing mornings. That's how long ago it was. Oh, okay. Uh, when they proposed the uh, Twilliger homeless housing development. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, I sure do. I remember it very well. Right, and they had all these public hearings in which residents of Twilliger and other residents could voice their concerns, opinions, ask questions. And as you know, he lives in Twilliger. I live in Twilliger, of course. So I attended a lot of those uh, open house meetings. And um, at one point, somebody asked, um, well, are these information sessions or are these meant to change... Mm -hmm. What's going Where to happen? Are you going to take stuff and, and right. make decisions based on the information? Yeah. And uh, what the group was told at the time was, uh, we're just giving you an opportunity to vent. The shelter will be built. And now it turns out it wasn't. But I remember the crowd at the time just gasping at that. Well, what was the point then of public consultation? But it sounds as though, from our guest, uh, the airline passenger rights uh, individual, that that's exactly what these are as well, an opportunity to say what you don't like, but... Oh, it doesn't matter. Possibly nothing's going to change us. Yeah, and, and you have to wonder sometimes how often that actually happens. You know, you think mm-hmm. about the town halls that are held, maybe even in your in your workplace, you know, gathering input on, on different things in your workplace. Maybe it's there, maybe it's on a city level or a provincial level or a federal level. Yep. And, and yeah, and yeah it's, it's a great question to ask 
is is the, have the decisions been made already? Yeah, because you know what? Here's because otherwise, thing. you're just wasting my time. You're wasting my money, and you've made me angry. Right. Exactly. And and here's the thing. And as you well know better than I, in television and radio, you never or you attempt to avoid ever asking a question that could be answered yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to those kind of hearings that you're talking about, or, or town halls, or public uh, meetings, it would be my preference that all questions were asked in a fashion that could be answered yes or no because I'm so tired. Well, because there's no wiggle, there's no wiggle right. room. There's no one skirting around the issues and not actually answering the question. Yeah, I mean, think about it. And and you know, people get criticized. People on media gets criticized constantly. And this isn't a defense of media, but it's just it's something you can all we can all identify with is that you know they get answer they get criticized for not nailing the the politician mm-hmm. down to a firm answer they are a slippery bunch and it doesn't really matter what party it's like trying to nail a piece of jello to the really wall it really is it's it's darn near impossible and that's why when we find an individual whether it be a councilman an MLA an MP whatever who actually is good at just answering questions we tend to have them back on the show as often as possible but it is tough nailing jello to a wall i love that because they have these the higher up they are and the more experienced they are, the more packaged their answers are to begin with. So you, you try and do a follow-up and they, you know, you hear the same answer that you heard on the news yesterday on a different network and you're just like, come on, yes or no. Are you going to change the rights for passengers? Yeah. Yes or no. Do these public hearings have any effect on those rights? Yes or no. Are you going to be taking any of the input from these town halls and actually doing something with it? Right. Yes or no? Yeah. I mean, it, it, don't uh, you often feel, maybe, you know, don't, don't you often like, feel as though these people don't fly or, <laughs> they, or they don't drive or they don't ride the LRT? It, or? Isn't it like um, people, they, they get sucked into something and before they are allowed to go talk to the media, and of course they are, let's be real, they are briefed very well and mm-hmm. we know that some, especially politicians, are incre- they're incredible orators. Oh, yeah. They know how to work the microphone and work magic with their words without answering a single question mm-hmm. um, and that comes with a lot of practice and a lot of time and answering a lot of questions but at the end of it all isn't that one of the things that we dislike yes. about people in, in I, those roles that's exactly what I guess what I'm saying is that the the more polished a politician becomes this isn't really where we started but no. I'm enjoying this conversation the more polished a politician becomes the more um, the more skilled they become at saying nothing and 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 but as you just said it's what annoys. I know our I listeners get annoyed all the. I will yell at know? the. Comp- I will yell at uh, a radio. I will yell at a TV. But you didn't answer the question. Yeah. Yes or no? That's what I mean. Just yes or no. Taxes but going up. The, yes yeah, or no? And you can ask them yes or no, and they still won't answer yes yeah, or no. Well, that's not a yes or no question. Well, yeah, it's a it very is. difficult undertaking of the federal yeah. government juxtaposition of the. Like, oh my lord, man! Just answer the damn question. <laughs> is beer costing me more or not? That's what I want to know. The LRT going to work? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Would you suggest? I take a train today. That's, mm. you know what I mean? Just yes or no. Oh. Frustrating, huh? Well, it is frustrating because because you want to give the listeners the answers that they're looking for because the truth be known, we want the same answers. Yeah. I live here too. I'd like to know. I'd like to know if Kinder Morgan's actually going to get built. I'd like to know if the Sigley system's gonna actually going to work. Yeah, yeah I'd, like to, I'd like to know if uh, we're go- we've got a plausible 
hope of getting out of debt what's in the province. What's going on with Twilliger, Twilliger Drive? Yeah, what's with the construction along Twilliger Drive? Because that whole thing's an off-ramp to begin with. It was never meant to be what it is right now. Or, you know, were the buses always... Was it always planned that the bus uh, terminal would have electric buses? Because even on that one, I don't want to <laughs> quote any one person because I've gotten them in enough trouble lately. Uh, but... Uh, but the idea, oh, well, the project changed. That was the explanation for the bus thing. It wasn't as simple as we made a mistake and didn't know the buses were too heavy. It was like, no, 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 the proposal changed, and so therefore we have to make some changes to the structure. Well, how did you not have the foresight to know that you were going to change the proposal? Why, you know, did electric buses just get invented last week, and now we're like, hey, you know, that's a good idea. Let's get electric. You know what I mean? Like, just straight answers would be a thing of beauty, wouldn't it? Just... Yes. Yes. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.